Welcome to this season two episode of the Me Sweet podcast. I'm your host, Donna Peters. I am a career coach for people who want a life, who want to live with what I call a Me Sweet mindset. Just like leaders in the C suite, we need to do three things well in our own personal lives. First, letting our personal core values guide our decisions. Second, keeping our day to day life running smoothly. And third, staying fresh and relevant for the future that we wish to have. Here, our guests balance the aspirational with the practical by sharing tips on what we can start doing differently on Monday to lead our lives with a me sweet mindset. The number one thing I've learned is that people are amazing if you give them a chance to tell their unique stories. So let's get in there. On this episode of The Me Suite, we are bringing back a guest from season one. You may recognize his name. It's Mike Molinchuk. He was episode number 51 in season one. And in that episode, we challenged Mike with our favorite question. What advice does he have for Me Suite listeners of things that we could do differently starting Monday? And back in season one, he said, do hard things. And He was about to launch on his own Do Hard Things at that time. He was about to hop on bicycles with his sons and a group of other folks, and they were taking bicycles from the East Coast to the West Coast. Mike is now back from that Do Hard Things trip, and so I wanted to bring him back in the Me Suite to talk about, well, you said Do Hard Things, you did a hard thing, and what was it like out there? So welcome, Mike Molinchuk, back to the Me Suite. Hey, Donna and everybody. I'm uh, so glad to be back. <laughs> you can't understand how, how glad I am to be back. So yes, glad to be with everybody. And thanks for, thanks for uh, the follow-up. So let's remind everybody, you were doing this with your sons for a charitable reason. So ground us back in what the mission was about first. Sure. Yes. So this, as you said, was a, a bicycle trip. Mm-hmm. We were about... 13 we we 13 to 15 people we had a couple people join later in the the trip but 13 to 15 folks that were bicycling we dipped our tires in the Atlantic Ocean and then mm. we got on our bikes uh with uh, two bags attached to the back of each bike and that was mm-hmm. it and traveled all the way to the Pacific Ocean in 57 days oh so this was 3300 miles by the time we completed it and for those that are thinking about, you know, a map of the United States, we sort of went across 11 states uh, at the, towards the top of the country called the northern, northern Tier. So riding, riding all the way up to uh, Washington, the Pacific Ocean, and LaPush, Washington State. Okay. But like I said, unsupported. So everybody just had a tent, one change of clothes, um, a couple wow. extra bike parts in the back. And we, we just biked for 70 to 80 miles a day set up our tents wherever we could. Wow. And all of this, as you, as you mentioned, was in the support of a uh, charitable organization. Uh, it's a local one here in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, called uh, the Be Loud Sophie Organization, which supports adolescents and young adults uh, fighting cancer um, mm-hmm. through both research and social work um, and policy changes. Um, and, and just a phenomenal group that uh, uh, we, could, we could give donations and bring awareness across the country to. Amazing. And let's remind people of the time frame. This is, you're fairly freshly back from that trip and you were doing that trip through the heart of COVID, correct? Correct. So we, we launched in the beginning of June and we finished um, right at the uh, beginning of August. 
So I have so many questions. And I I don't have an order to them. So I just want to go in, in the way that they're hitting my head. What did you absolutely love the most about the trip? I absolutely loved the outpouring of generosity, curiosity, and Mm -hmm. to use your term, amazing people that we met every day in Mm -hmm. every gas station. Um, Because you can imagine there's, you know, 12 or 13 people all dressed in bright yellow and purple skin tight biking kits walking into these you know, towns of, you know, 400 people and everybody wants to know who are you, why are you here and and, uh-huh. and how can we help? Oh, nice. It was the amazingly cool thing, right? Mm-hmm. People went out of their way to, to find us, to ask us questions, to offer us support to mm-hmm. both, you know, support to the organization that we, from fundraising perspective, but also to give us a meal or give us a place to sleep um, or pitch our tent in their backyard. And um, without hesitation, Every state, every town, every people were honking on the road, you know, as, yeah. as you drive by. It was it was just so uplifting um, from beginning to end. That was more energizing probably than that energy goop you eat. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Yes, those gel packs um, yeah. that, that people would give. Yeah, we, we stayed away from that. The, the beautiful thing when you're burning 4,000, 5,000 extra calories a day is wow. you can eat anything you want. Nice. And so because you're eating at gas stations two, mm-hmm. three, four times a day, you uh, you stock up pretty well on um, <laughs> crazy food. Is there something that you're never going to eat again because of that trip? Gatorade's actually tough to stomach now. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much of it uh, along the way. It's, yeah. uh, it's not a drink that, that I'll probably uh, buy for quite some time. Where were you in the United States when you said... I'm not sure I'm going to finish. So surprisingly, the middle of this journey is all the way in North Dakota. Okay. <laughs> like you would think the middle of this trip is somewhere in the Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. But it took us all the way to North Dakota before we were halfway done. Wow. And in North Dakota, we started to hit wind. So wind is by far the worst enemy for a cyclist because you have to put in twice the effort to go half the distance uh, that you're mm. And we encountered some very strong winds um, in North Dakota. It was the halfway point of the trip. And the locations where we could stop and get services were few and far between. Mm -hmm. And so this was probably just what made this trip hard, was digging deep, pedaling for four hours, not making the progress that you had hoped or expected, and then being unbelievably tired at the end of Mm -hmm. the day as you crawled into your tent. Of that entire experience, what are you the most proud of? I'm proud of the group. Mm-hmm. The group was largely made up of teenage high school boys. And mm-hmm. um, as, as you mentioned, one of them was my son, a 16-year-old in high school. I did have another son who was 21, was a sort of a leader. So what I was most proud of was the fact that these, seeing these boys really take this challenge themselves yeah, and lead it, I could observe them from the back of the pack, right? Mm-hmm. And see them want to do this for themselves, for the, for the Be Loud Sophie Foundation. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just great to see sort of this, this young group really gel as a, as a group, but also enjoy a trip across the country um, in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Well, and you know, those are future leaders of yeah. our world, right? I mean, what, what an amazing group of young people. Yeah. And now they, now they know that they can do hard things. 
Yeah. Which is great. Is there anything that you learned about your sons on this trip that you wouldn't have known about them had you not done it? I learned how they can enjoy being outdoors. Mm. I would say it was it was a case where um, I can't tell you how many times I observed the two of them or interacted with them or their friends mm-hmm. on the trip, just giggling and laughing under a tree. Oh. Wow. Or teasing and having fun pedaling up a hard hill. And it was great to see, to, I think, being outdoors. Yeah. And letting them sort of be in the fresh air and, and in mm. places that they didn't know and understand. Really relax um, and enjoy sort, sort of that outdoor experience. Yeah. Like I said, they, they, were, very, they were very genuine. They were very authentic. It felt like mm-hmm. being outside in that type of situation made, made them just sort of um, genuine, authentic in the world. Right. That's amazing. So I've asked you questions that were on the top of my mind, but when you are talking about this trip, what are the top things on your mind? When when you just think about the Be Loud Sophie trip, what poof pops into your head? What was unique for me, you know, coming from a work, sort of a busy business world where mm-hmm. you have a lot of things going on, projects and clients and people and organizations. Mm-hmm. What was unique for me here was Every day having a singular focus, because I don't oh. know that I've, as far back as I can remember, <laughs> I've had this situation where you wake up in the morning and you have mm-hmm. one thing to do that day. I have to get oh. from where I am waking up in my tent yeah, to the next planned town or the next place. That's the only thing we need to do today. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it took, it took all, of, all of my efforts to do that one thing and to have that singular focus throughout the day. So I was never bored. I was never, not without something that I had to worry about or plan against. But it was unique for me to have one focus for that day, be able to execute it all day long, and then get up and do it again. And, and yeah. it was refreshing. I, I think that felt refreshing in my brain. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. One thing I loved in your first episode, number 51 from season one, was you shared this ritual that you and your family have together of creating the hundreds list where you create a list every year of the hundred things that you want to get accomplished as a family. Was this one of the things on that list? Yes. It was. And so you checked it off. I did it. We checked it off. Yes, for sure. It was uh, quite a ceremony. So uh, Mm -hmm. because we checked that every month, we would have, I think we Mm -hmm. checked it off at the beginning of September. Oh, nice. We're done in August. Yep. Okay. So then, you know, my natural next question is, you Mm -hmm. said do hard things, you did a hard thing. What is now your next hard thing? What are you going to do? Great question. I am, uh, I'm developing my list and I will, will sort of whittle it down. Okay. Um, But I'm happy to share a couple thoughts Mm -hmm. because maybe, uh, maybe you even have some feedback. So one potential item, because it seems like a hard thing, is Mm -hmm. to kick a 45 yard field goal. Oh. I don't know that I could do it. Uh, I don't play football, but okay. I've kicked balls in soccer before. So okay. one thing could be, can I, can I kick a 45-yard field goal? Okay, and this is a field goal in football? In football, oh, Okay, yes. gotcha. I just, okay. I don't know if I can do it. Okay. Uh, good example. The other is, can I make a killer mole sauce? Ooh. Uh, I like mole. I hear it's hard to do. I've never done it. Yummy. You know you can go to Oaxaca, Mexico and take a cooking class on mole. Okay, so this is good. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, write, a, write a children's book. So oh, wow. one thought I had would be, and maybe I could fold this into the cycling ex- sort of thematics. Big time. 
but I would love to attempt to write a children's book, not knowing how, how to do that. Because mm. that could be hard to me. I have a title for you. That one is Mike's Bike or Mike's, Mike's Bikes bike. or Bike right. with Mike. I'm writing it down as you speak. Something like that. Um, the last one, which is probably the one that I'm looking at most closely, is mm-hmm. uh, a new hobby I picked up is if you go out to grants.gov, you can see all of the federal grants that are given and sign up for a daily email okay. where they send you any new grant posting. Oh. And so I sort of like a newspaper. I read my grants every day to see what, okay. what's there. Um, and there's a theme that I'm seeing that interests me that seems to be a problem or at least a, a problem statement that needs yeah. some solving. And it's all around STEM programs. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. Technology, engineering. Of course. It seems as if there's a great need mm-hmm. for helping people to, to sort of develop STEM programs or, or advance STEM causes across a number of grants. And this is something with sort of my technology background, my interest in, in education mm-hmm. and other things is, you know, if I put some energy and effort towards solving some, some problems that are going to benefit uh, sort of that area, what would they be? What could I do and what could I accomplish? Wow. I hope that you can progress that one. Although I'm very attracted to the, to the children's story and the mole. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Well, it doesn't mean I can't do it all, but uh, yeah, exactly right. That's the state I'm in right now is whittling this uh, down to the to that target. We'll get it on the hundreds list, and yeah, um, I'll keep everybody updated. All righty. Well, if you do the mole, one, invite me over for dinner. That'll be my only request. For sure. <laughs> is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about with me, sweet listeners? Or do we um, cover it? No, no. Love, okay. love the second season. Thanks for having me back. Um, I'm, I'm all caught up on on your postings. They're it's fantastic what you're doing. And I'd say, you know, keep doing this hard thing. It is a hard thing. You make it easy. Really fun to reconnect with you. Mike Malinchuk, everybody. Thanks, Donald. Thanks, everybody. Subscribe to the podcast and give us five stars if you like what you're hearing. And learn more about the MeSuite career coaching and professional development at themesuite.com. It's the-me-suite.com. Suite is spelled like executive suite. This is Donna Peters, and I thank you for having me in your ear right now. Find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.